Good morning, everybody. This is Michael Bergamo. Trey Hayden. Hope you guys are doing well. This is episode number two of Updates and Patches. So naturally, we want to share with you all the wonderful news and views of the forefront of technology. Today, we are going to be discussing firewalls. What are they? What can they do for you? The importance of firewalling. Uh, when the best time is to evaluate your needs for firewalling. I'm going to give Trey some questions here. He's going to lead us through that thought process. Uh, good morning, man. Good morning. There it is. Uh, we're uh, we're we're in the throes of week three or four of what's going on right now, and these questions don't stop coming. Uh, we're so grateful for you guys that have shared episode one. I've uh, gone back and forth and, and actually committed some Q and A's that we can a your cues. Uh, so that's it's been it's been a, a phenomenal experience for me because I get a chance to connect with you in new ways that we've never done before. You guys get to see us, uh, not not just individually but together, and uh, and and hopefully dissecting topics that you care about. Uh, today's was all about firewalling. We're going to dive into it. Uh, a common question that we get from from our customers, uh, both prospects and new. Uh, or you know, not just what are firewalls. I think the marketplace is deemed a firewall, kind of a, just a hardware appliance that you throw in the closet. We're not really sure what it's there for, not really sure what to do with it. We bought it once. Every so often they, bu they bug me to upgrade it and update it. But what is it for? Like the internet service provider gives you a thing that takes you to the internet, but what is this other thing? Is it in line? Does it sit outside? What is, what is the definition of a firewall today, Trey? Well, the definition of a firewall today is something that actually inspects internet traffic. So what you commonly get from your internet service provider is a gateway device. And what that does, it's like a gate, it's a fence. It's got a set of rules, it opens the gate if the rules are met. What it doesn't account for is a wolf in sheep's clothing. So that's why you need a device, a true firewall, that inspects your traffic. So it understands what's supposed to come in and what isn't, and it inspects it for a wolf in sheep's clothing. Got it. So it's all about the traffic, in and out. Uh, where the I hear the modem is kind of the thing that lets you pass traffic. That's that's kind of your your freeway to the internet. But uh, there are terrible things on that freeway sometimes <laughs> that we want to know about long before it gets into our building uh, and into our network. Um, it's it is it is kind of a it's it's a forefront to a topic that we talk a lot about, kind of the PC security side of things, mm -hmm. the data security of the network devices. Uh, the difference being. This is this is the stopgap between everything coming into your your office and facilities and computers and technology and phones and stuff. Uh, we want to we want to know that, that who that traffic is, where it came from, and set some rules and some guidelines to make sure that if somebody else said no to that traffic, that we also can say no to that traffic. We don't want to give it a second chance, especially if it's already broken some rules uh, up the, up the stream a bit. Uh, so you know, in, in that vein, we we understand data security as a as a as a Definitely an intended benefit of firewalls, but what are some other benefits that I would gain out of having a firewall? Absolutely. So um, you alluded to the fact that a firewall uh, can, because it inspects traffic and it understands what type of traffic it is, it can enact rules around that traffic. For example, um, a lot of our businesses want us to create a guest Wi-Fi. When their vendors come in, customers come in, uh, folks that need internet access, but we don't want to allow them on your production network, right? Right. So a guest Wi-Fi network is created in the firewall, carried out through your wireless network, and just routes those people directly to the internet, uh, keeping them away from your production network. Got it. it also does very intelligent things like groom your network for voice traffic. So mm -hmm. we all have had you know, voice over IP calls that have been less than stellar, 
a proper firewall will configure your network so that voice over IP gets priority. Therefore, the quality is a lot better. And you yeah. can definitely tell when you're talking on a nice HD voice over IP phone call. That's true. Hey, you know, that's, that's it brings up a couple of interesting points. You know, uh, a lot of times we get asked all the time, you know, you know, Comcast or my internet service provider, they came in, they dropped off this device, and they turned everything all the way on. So y'all got two Wi-Fi networks that look to be, you know, maybe secured, maybe not. But I'm in a building with 25 other people, and I, I've got the same things all broadcasting. Same. How do how do we look at that and say, well, we need to build something that's dedicated to you and you only, so that you're not producing all these uh, these free and open you know, public access methods on your internet dime. Uh, a lot of times, it's it is just as simple as. Uh, turning that service off because by default they turn them all the way on to 11 and, and completely flood the, 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 the airspace around us with noisy traffic that just isn't necessary that can cause interferences with other things. Uh, you know, Code Blue is, is definitely a service provider in, in, in a larger sense to make sure that things that you do have are tuned and tested to, to the best of their abilities, maybe before we even add anything, just to make sure that the network at large is already good uh, before we start adding things like security services and added appliances. Uh, we, we get that request, I think, six times a day when people say, you know, I think I've got Wi-Fi already. I don't know why I would need something else. And to your point, that Wi-Fi is being produced uh, in, in front of a firewall, meaning it's not being encrypted, it's not being secured, it's not being monitored. Uh, we really do like to turn that, that, that built-in Wi-Fi off completely just to make sure that any traffic that is coming in and out of your network, wired or wireless, is inspected. Uh, and that's always part of our, you know, kind of our 25-point inspection list when right. we walk into a building. There's only so much room on the interstate. So yeah. if you have unneeded wireless signals being broadcast, then that's just degrading the performance of your wireless network. It doesn't mean that you have less than adequate equipment. There's just only so much room in those air bands. Yeah. So you should turn off anything that's broadcasting Wi-Fi that you're not actually using. Yeah, we do. We, we I heard that the other day. Actually, uh, somebody was talking about that. You know, they have this high density of iPads and iPhones in their network, and for some reason, wireless signal is super strong. But we just we seem to lose connection as we're walking around. And we went out and we actually did the analyzer, and you can see all the channels are completely full because of what's going on around them. Sure. And they say, you know, how do we how do we do that? Well, we're, you know, Code Blue's pretty savvy at, at tuning and testing Wi-Fi as well, looking for, for dead spots, but more than that, looking for congestion and being able to segregate those channels to make sure that you're speaking in channels that aren't completely oversaturated. Yeah, we've been doing indoor and outdoor wireless projects for years. Yeah. So we have the tools, we understand the analysis, we know how to get a Wi-Fi network to reach the people it's supposed to reach and exclude those that it's supposed to exclude. Yeah. So in, in the vein of firewalling, uh, wireless is always part of that conversation too. I think mm -hmm. a lot of times people assume that the hardware appliance takes care of all of that. If your Wi-Fi isn't included in that bundle or if it sits behind your firewall or doesn't sit behind your firewall, then you're, you're actually not completely secure. Yeah. So Trey, if I'm in the marketplace and I'm looking to upgrade my firewall, when is the best time to do that? So a lot of natural times to do that. Um, the first one is if you're going to upgrade your internet speed. So a lot of folks have done that in the last few weeks to accommodate the increase in traffic, remote access, and what have you. Firewalls have speed limits, and it's terrible when somebody upgrades their internet speed, but they don't see the benefit of that because right. their firewall can't route any higher than what they had before. Right. So that's definitely a natural time when you're adding a bunch of users to your network. Um, the firewalls that we typically carry don't carry user limits, but a lot of the other firewall brands or older technologies do have user limits. And so that's a natural time to inspect that as well. 
If you're going to move, you're typically going to get new internet connectivity, another natural time to look into that. Um, expanding remote access like many have done here lately. Uh, what sort of remote access can your existing firewall support? Do you need something other than that? Those are all good occasions to inspect your firewall and make sure you have the right one to fit your needs. Yeah, we, we do try to start those conversations on a cadence, uh, you know, depending on all of those key factors. So if you haven't moved, if you haven't grown, if you haven't added any users, uh, just simply looking at the technology that's in the box. Uh, so, so much has happened with data security in the last four years, and every four years. Like it does, it, this isn't something that has slowed down. If nothing, it has become exponentially faster to change. So when customers are calling us, you know, existing prospects, even even new customers, they say, you know, I've got a firewall. It's you know, yeah, we yeah, we maybe we five or six years ago, whatever it was. We we call timeout and say, well, hey, what's it doing for you? Is mm -hmm. it just the box in the closet? Is it just the, this problem that's waiting to happen, or is there an opportunity there to evaluate the services on that box? Uh, is, is there an opportunity to add some intelligence to, to the existing hardware? And if the answer is no, what are my options for you know, the intelligence that exists out there today? Uh, a lot of the, the hardware appliances now come with an option to integrate with software on your individual computer. So if for, wh for whatever reason, and you, why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you want the traffic cop to know all about the traffic pattern? Right. So you want the, the ability to have that software talk to that, that physical appliance and if something terrible comes in or something that you don't want to have, have happen happens, uh, you want that, that computer that maybe let it through, or the firewall that let it through to the computer to say, nope, you need to go right back out where you came from. Well, yeah, it goes back to the traffic inspection component that we talked about before. So if we're inspecting traffic, there's a lot of things that we can do with that traffic. So first off, we have antivirus products that actually install on computers, laptops, and servers that are in communication with the firewall. The firewall inspects the traffic, it gives a heads up to the PC that there's something bad coming around, gives that signature so the PC can look for it too. If somebody brings something into the PC through you know, a, a private email account or something like that, most of the time that's by accident, but the firewall gets a heads up on that too and can shut down the traffic to that PC if it becomes infected, insulating the rest of the network. Got it. Other things that we can do with that traffic inspection include uh, you know, content filtering. There are some business owners that we work with that just want to make sure that they've got some guardrails for their internet. You know, people think of content filtering as, you know, keeping somebody from something. It's more than that. It's protecting them and protecting the business. You don't have to all out block things. You can establish guardrails and that firewall maintains an updated database and it knows friendly websites from non-friendly websites to make sure that the network stays safe productivity stays up and that end users are protected. Absolutely. Uh, and that, that's that's huge for us because we get a lot of uh, a lot of owners that call in and say, you know, I I I don't I don't necessarily and they come with situational things too. Like if I just have my sales department and I I don't need them, you know, maybe they, they they social sell, maybe they need access to Facebook where the rest of the organization may not. How do I individually say these folks can and these folks can't uh, in an automated sense and you know, all of our all of our recommendations come with the ability to integrate uh, either local accounts or integrated with Active Directory, which is your business username and password. Right. Uh, you know, if, maybe you speak to that. Sure. So, the, I mean, the firewall is is part of your network. The the ones that typically do this type of thing are going to integrate with your Active Directory, with your server, with the place where you keep a, a listing of your users and their permissions anyway. So. For the sales group, we can manage that as a group. We can say that the sales folks have access to Facebook, but maybe a different group in the company doesn't. 
Um, it's not a one-size-fits-all, and thankfully we can customize that to get it to exactly what the business owner wants for his business. I love that. Uh, and this is the million-dollar question, uh, one that I, I've, it's always been, been speculation for, for a lot of these business owners that are saying, well, I'm getting rid of my server. I'm getting rid of everything on-prem. I'm going to the cloud. I don't need a firewall at all. I get it. I understand that, comp that, that, that kind of impulse to say, I'm giving all of my, my, I'm turning everything into a service and I want those services to take care of themselves. I don't want to have to deal with data security anymore. What do you, what do you say to somebody that says, I'm all in on the cloud firewall, I'm good? What I say to that is that you may not need the same type of firewall that you needed when all of your infrastructure was in-house, but you still need one. And the reason for that is that if somebody infiltrates the device that you're using to access your cloud, then you're contaminated on the cloud side too. Right. Remember that you know cloud environments are, are private for the most part. It's your data, it's customized to your business, especially in Code Blue Cloud. And we have state-of-the-art redundant firewalls, I mean the best protection that we can get, but if it comes in through your path, which has been carved out specifically for you, then it, it has an opportunity to do some damage in your environment. It certainly wouldn't impact the rest of the cloud or any of those other kinds of things, but it can still get in your way. Yeah. So we want to make sure that you've got a properly sized firewall for that. Yeah. It's, it is uh, kind, of a, kind of a new, uh, I guess, evolution of firewalls too. You know, when we always talk about the, the classic sense of data coming in, data coming out, they call those north south firewalls well they now have east west firewalls meaning people that are in your uh, cloud you if they can track something terrible no no chance does this firewall allow you to contaminate people that your neighbors right. those people that are also using that service uh, just like you are to infect you or or conversely have you affect them uh, which i you know is a reseller of, of great firewalls having brands that they align with that goal meaning if you have Office 365, if you have Azure, if you have Code Blue Cloud, if you have any number of cloud services, we can we can actually protect you from your neighbors as well. Absolutely. Uh, so just the same, you would you would have a firewall in the closet in your physical building and with a physical server, we can do the same thing when you've turned all these servers and hardware appliances into services. Uh, so if if all of that is fun and good, and and I, and I think I need a firewall, and I've you know I, I know that Code Blue will take care of me in terms of. Uh, the capacity and the throughput and the features and the good, better, and the best. How do I get involved and, and start that conversation? You just reach out to us and let us know that you're interested. We uh, have virtual sales, obviously, during this time. We can do a lot of things remotely for you, um, including assessing and recommending the right firewall product for your network and for your needs. And not just one that carries us through this particular time, but one that's going to carry you through several years when uh, the new normal happens. Awesome. Guys, thank you so much for joining us on the second episode of Updates and Patches. Again, if we can help you in any way, shape, or form, uh, please feel free to reach out. Our number is 804-521-7660. I'm Michael Bergamo. Trey Hayden. We'll see you next time. Thank you, guys.